Welcome to Intro to Extroverts. I am your host, Austin Willman. Today, I talk with my wonderful, fantastic girlfriend. Her name is Olivia from Bolivia. She also has a podcast if you'd like to learn more about mood, food, and her dude, which is me. You can follow her on anchor.fm slash Olivia from Bolivia. Today in this episode, since we're sitting here in Changu, Bali, we talk about surfing lessons that we got and the lessons that we've learned from our, instru- our instructor, Pudu. We talk about skydiving, we talk about yoga, awareness, and how we've both gotten in accidents and how being present with our breath and really focusing on the moment got us through. There's a lot of good stuff in this episode. Applying wisdom into your life is the theme of this episode and the separation between wisdom and knowledge. Hope you enjoy. I always wondered why surfers acted a certain way you know they're depicted as like these stoners like whoa cowabunga dude like whoa you just gotta ride the wave man don't force things did you ever see surfers like that or did you think they were uh people who generally once they got off the beach they changed into their suit and tie what was what was your interpretation how do you see surfers before you were an actual surfer olivia <laughs> because i'm a pro now. you're a pro now thank you very much x well, games one thing is for sure i never really thought that there was much depth to it like i just thought okay it's something that is very physically demanding perhaps that like while well, they must have really strong legs and sense of balance and so forth but never did i consider much intelligence you know and this is not an insult i mean in originally probably it was and it's just out of my own ignorance and not really knowing and being a kawabanga girl myself <laughs> <laughs> a kawabanga <laughs> have you ever been skydiving no i have not okay because i feel like it's the same thing like okay first of all i learned last summer that there are skydiving instructors duh like i don't know why i didn't think of that beforehand but I realized when we were getting strapped up, I was like, oh, so you're, I'm going to be sitting in your lap on the plane. <laughs> then we're going to jump out and you're going to be on me and you're going to pull the, th- oh, 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 oh. And then I realized, holy shit, these guys do this all day long. <laughs> yeah. This is their job. Yeah, and it's, it's an initiation, I feel like. Well, know? it's kind of the same thing with, with, I guess now looking at it, surfing instructors and the whole, there's like a culture around it. It's a lifestyle, definitely. Yeah, and it's the same Yeah, same thing with skydiving. It's like, okay, you, you see this thing from the outside for what right. it is, and you, like, you understand it, right? and you can like describe it to mm-hmm. somebody, mm-hmm. but the, the people who associate themselves with it and are out, it, dare I say, they are the men in the arena mm-hmm. with their faces marred with dirt and mud. Ooh, I don't know what, I don't know what the whole so quote is. You were so poetic. Right, right, right. <laughs> but you're like, okay... How come, how come the instructors and I, even though I may enjoy what they're instructing, how come we're not, we don't see things the same way? Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. And I, th- I, thought, I found that was very um, apparent when we went and got surfing lessons. Yeah, before weekend. we get into that, though, it reminds me. I mean, it, it brings to my attention. It's just like yoga. You know how often people come to me thinking right. that yoga is this thing that looks like for ballerinas, that it's very flexible and bendy and that just looks nice and yeah sure people are like yeah you know i've heard it's healthy for you and whatever and they're curious about it but they don't really know the depth of 
the practice itself that is way, way beyond the physical mm. or the physicality. And it really works with your mind. Like yoga is a psychology and a philosophy of life. And that's what I guess I discovered this weekend, like two days ago during our first surfing lesson is that, oh my God, it is, it is very philosophical. Like if you think of it, just getting over fears, this is what held me back all these years. It's like, oh no way. Like the ocean is like this much larger than me this thing that it's just gonna you know like suck me in and i'll be forever gone and i was like no this is all in my head and thank goodness that you showed up and you're like mm, yeah no you don't have a, a choice like we're gonna do this she's talking <laughs> about me thank goodness that i showed up and yeah. dragged her happy ass into the water absolutely a so very happy ass yeah. i i think <laughs> you do have a happy ass um <laughs> i i think it's the same thing you talked about getting over fears and yeah, there's, there's definitely some logical fears of surfing and skydiving. And those are things that you have to be very present for, but think about even the fears of yoga about how many, how many people won't start it because maybe they perceive the practice or they perceive the people in a certain way. Mm -hmm. And they don't think that they are that way. Mm -hmm. They don't think that they see the world yeah. as yogis do. Yeah. They don't think, you know, before this, this, Saturday, I didn't think I saw the world as a surfer, bro. You know, I didn't think that was me. You didn't me. want to associate with what you perceived surfers to be. Like yes. your reading of what a surfer person is. So like you had attached tags to that persona. Be like, oh, you know, they're always stinky or have, you know, bleach blonde hair. Right, right. The long hair. And yeah. like, you know, they can't even afford shoes. They're always barefooted. Right, right. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's not me. I want to be like a slick professional and I want to be highly intelligent. But hearing some of these people talk and same thing with these instructors for, I don't even want to call them action sports because yoga is not necessarily an action sport. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But, <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> She's like, tell this happy ass that yoga is not an action exactly. sport. Daddy-o. <laughs> no, but the, the interpretation that I had was, okay, these people are who are leading these activities maybe aren't so school smart or maybe mm -hmm. they're not readers or maybe they have a different way of expressing their intelligence. Mm -hmm. And I found that to be exact, well, the express different way of expressing intelligence to be the exact case mm -hmm. and intelligence was expressed in such a different manner. I'm thinking that I can, you know, quote, something from a book or I can reference mm -hmm. Daniel Kahneman in, in your podcast or something like that. And I'm like, okay. Like how smart I am. Yeah. Look how smart I am. Look how much I know. And then we get into the surfing lesson uh -huh. and yeah. these dudes just blew my mind. Yeah, so well, they, I came to the conclusion that I am illiterate in reading waves. <laughs> that seems to be a language in itself. Yeah. 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 To yeah, be yeah. Out there and to understand when, you know, there's the little wave, the middle wave, the big wave coming. Like, mm -hmm. oh my God. So the patterns, the patterns of nature. Yeah. Our, our guy, his name was? Putu. Putu. Yes. Putu. I, I will continue to ask Olivia what his name was throughout the podcast. But Putu was telling me, I, I asked him, what was the, what's a basic thing that would enhance my surfing experience that has nothing to do with technicality or the way to surf? And he said, you need to understand the pattern of the waves. First, the ocean is calm. And then you have small, medium, bigger size waves. And then they go back to medium, then small. And then the ocean is calm again. And it's this wisdom of understanding how nature works that has nothing to do with the, the, 
the forcefulness the, of the, it. Well, the technical part of surfing, you know, I, I was thinking, okay, um, in order to be good at surfing, you have to maybe just stand on the board and have, like you said, good balance and, and maybe be strong and have some muscles and uh, have some endurance, but it's so much more than that. It's not knowledge, it's wisdom. Right. And I think there's, uh, that's, if anything else, if nothing else, that's what I'm learning more oh, and more yeah. with with surfing, with skydiving. They they did the same shit. I was like, okay, how much talent or skill or whatever do you need to, to jump. jump out of <laughs> yeah to jump out of a plane and and pull the string before you hit the ground? <laughs> it can't be that hard, right? But they're like, no, no, you got to calculate the wind and you have to like have a good relationship with the pilot and you have to like understand communication with other people. And there's like a whole bunch of factors that go into it. It can't be at a, you know, the air, um, the humidity has to be at a certain, wow. you know, there's a lot that goes into it. And it's the same thing. This is nature. This is external stuff. And I think it goes the same thing with the wisdom about your body. Oh, absolutely. And that sort of inner nature with your, with your body. Talk to me a little bit about that. About the, well, poof, don't even get me started. So yeah, like to be, to be good at yoga, not only have to, do you have to know the poses and the flow of things, but like. I will ask you a yeah. similar question to what I asked Putu. Putu. <laughs> <laughs> if there was one thing that I should know about yoga that would that has nothing to do with technique that would completely enhance my experience, what should I know about yoga? That it is a philosophy and a psychology on life and that the physicality is only one element of of the super vast wisdom that not, that yoga can bring to your life. So Yoga brings above all awareness, awareness of who you are, awareness of the external world as much as your internal states of being and how that changes. And yeah, it, it's such a powerful practice. So, And the doorway to connect the body, as you're asking me specifically about the physical aspect, to your internal, to your inner world, is the breath. And this is something that we so much take for granted. Like how, what, do you ever stop to think of how you're breathing? No, most of the time we're just on autopilot. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, brush your teeth, get to work. Like, for, you know, don't forget to drink water, maybe stretch a little. I don't know, like go about your life and do your things. But we don't stop to think about the breath because we take it so much for granted. Like it's just there. The moment that we think about the breath is when we catch a cold or, you know, or people who smoke. Actually, why are people so hung up on smoking is because for most people, this is the only time when they actually take a deep breath in to inhale. That a cigarette. conscious deep breath. Exactly. They yeah, yeah. really want to, you know, oh, you know, it's their work break, whatever. And it's like, you know, like deep in, especially if they're in a cold country. I don't know, you know, mm -hmm. like Ohio, uh, which is not a country, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for that clarification. <laughs> But wherever, really, like the moment that it's a conscious breath, um, for some people, this is the only time is when they're smoking. And so like, yeah, it's a psychological and also a, they become addicted to it. But if you start to bring awareness to your breath and this the yoga practice brings to you, then you're, you will see your life transform completely. So if I were to enhance my yoga practice without being more bendy, without tying my legs in a double knot, right? I could just... Think about my breath. Do I? Okay. 
do I have to control my breath or do I just think about it and let it happen? Think of it as a cycle. It Again, here we go deeper into it, right? Ooh, so, yes. So give it think, to me. think of it as a, as a circle. It's a circle of, of giving and receiving. The, the circle of life. life. Exactly. So it never really stops. Like you inhale and only if you consciously want to stop it. And there, there are practices in yoga in which you work. It's called pranayama, the control of the breath in which you inhale deeply and then you would hold and you have different locks that you can do to rise, to, to raise that energy. Uh, you can do those, but throughout the yoga practice in a typical Hatha practice, Hatha yoga or physical practice, whether it's vinyasa, ashtanga, whatever, you wouldn't hold your breath. You inhale and then as the inhalation comes to its peak, then you tie it into the exhalation. So it's an endless cycle of giving and receiving. It's beautiful, really. Mm, mm. I inhaled those donut kebabs today. I'm still <laughs> feeling super full. <laughs> oh I ate God. my full kebab and then ate and then like some. half of Olivia's. Yeah, that as seems well. to be a trend. <clears throat> okay, I'm okay. Never. You know what? We're not even going to bring this up right now. We're talking about deep shit here, Olivia. Uh, talking yeah, about life. Deep shit. Don't even. <laughs> oh God! Don't even get me started on what kind of deep shit's going to happen after these kebabs. <laughs> oh my God! But I'm finding that a you mentioned awareness. And this awareness keeps keeps showing up. Anytime that I have a lesson, it's because I'm aware of the lesson. And it's funny because situations may have happened multiple times before in my life, but it's not until I like realize and become aware of, I separate myself from the person who is doing the action and right. I can perceive metacognition yeah that's exactly it because you detach from your ego self Mm. yeah and i think that the moment where you make again the conscious decision to grow yourself to evolve and to be an awakened being as opposed to be in victimhood which we were talking about in my last episode um the difference between living in victimhood and taking ownership of your life is um yeah once you start on that path it's like you you can't unknow what you know Mm. so once you become aware and you know how to use this tool of self-awareness then you just can't like you can't cut yourself some slack and be like well i didn't know you know you Mm -hmm. do know at all times you know that you are responsible for what you bring into your life Mm -hmm. it is karma the law of karma the law of nature so for every action a reaction right so yeah self-awareness is super important but it comes at a price of yeah, it's not always going to be, it's much easier. It's much, much easier to live in victimhood because then you can just blame everyone. And how many people, I mean, take a moment to think of how many people you know in your life who are always looking outside and blaming and pointing fingers. They're blaming the waves. Probably. They're blaming the waves because, yeah. you know, they're saying, I, I suck at surfing. It's those damn waves. It's the damn waves. The, it, the, today the tide was like this and like that and all, oh, but did the you see? The ocean's being so mean exactly. to me. Exactly. Meanwhile, the ocean doesn't give a crap about you. The it doesn't even know you're there. It's just happening. Itself. Exactly. The ocean is doing itself. So, yeah, that's the beauty of self-awareness. It's just knowing, oh, okay, I didn't, I didn't approach that wave properly or, oh, I didn't paddle strong enough or whatever. I mean, I'm not a pro by any means, but this is like the two, two hours that, um, that we invested of our time and what we learned through that, right? So... Yeah, it's a beautiful journey. It is it is the the hero's journey, I would say, you know, to grow from being asleep to being a fully awakened being. And sometimes it takes 
letting go of toxic relationships and, you know, moving across the world to figure out like who the fuck you are, you know, and this has been my case, you know, I, mm. I came from a very pre-established and conditioned kind of how I perceive my society to be, right? And I needed to remove myself from that to start asking myself questions of like, who am I? What am I here for? What do I want? What, you know, where are my people and where is my tribe? And these kind of questions that are not so easy to ask in just your everyday moseying about ambling around Absolutely life. Not. But that's, I think that's like the, the paradox is you feel that, okay, these really deep questions we should only ask in really deep situations. But that is absolutely the opposite, I feel, mm -hmm. is we should be asking, who am I in the simple decision of should I have another beer tonight or not? Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. a very simple, seemingly surface level interaction with someone. Should I, you know, this person said, hey, should I ignore them and act like I didn't hear them because I have my AirPods in? Mm -hmm. Or should I say, hey, back? Yeah. It's those type of surface level interactions where I feel we should be asking the deep questions of yeah. who am I? What am I here for? What's my purpose? All of that kind of stuff. Too many people I think are yeah. going really, they're, they're trying to ask the deep questions in the deep situations. Yeah. yeah. Even like I remember years ago when I did my Vipassana, you know, which is a 10 day silent meditation retreat. Like you cannot take anything with you. Uh, this is by donation and you don't use your phones, you don't journal, you don't listen to music, nothing, like nothing. It's like think of boredom and, and then like <laughs> times a thousand, that's it maybe. And I wanted to put myself through this because I know how chatty and social I am and I can be and I enjoy it very much so. But as you're saying, like I was looking at this one single isolated episode in my life like that's gonna be it like I was clinging on so much for that to give me the answers to like my deepest questions and you know what all I learned is that they cook some damn good food mm. there <laughs> and I didn't get bitten by snakes and I survived you know and I'm good at raking leaves that's mm. what I learned you know and is, is that what you call reiki healing <laughs> <laughs> but <No>, <laughs> Yeah, well, we can put no, that sound effect in later. No follow up on that one. But <laughs> yeah, so like, as you say, and we were also mentioning earlier today, like how you do one thing is how you do everything. Right. So it's in those little moments, exactly when it seemingly is insignificant, when you think, oh, this really has no, you know, it's yes or no, like, like, like the white lies, you know, the, the no repercussions. But then that is shaping your character. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. And so then you can trust or not trust yourself in bigger situations because you know that okay you know time and time again you have chosen the right action mm -hmm. it's what i don't know i remember when i was in th like third grade or something in elementary they would bring in a guy uh, like yesterday <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. they would bring into our elementary school a guy named basketball jones what was it jim jim basketball jones or something like this i don't know look him up maybe, maybe he still exists i don't know but he would come in and he would spin you know 10 basketballs, one on each of his fingers. <laughs> and, you know, he himself would be spinning on a basketball and like he had okay. Air Bud with him. I don't know if it was a dare presentation. I, I remember there was dogs sniffing out weed in chairs. Maybe that was a different presentation. But yeah, I think I'm going on a tangent. Jim Basketball Jones was the one who talked about character and I have no idea what it had to do with basketball. But I remember... Because he said he was the first person that introduced me to character is what you do when nobody else is looking. Right. And that's, I think, what we're talking about here is when you when you show up, 
to it, you know, to what you're supposed to be doing, you can do your job from A to Z exactly how you're supposed to. And then as soon as you get off the, as soon as you leave the arena, if you completely go against everything you're saying, like what real impact are you having in the world? And I feel like this is where, um, yeah, the, the, the character comes in. It's like, it's like saying, okay, really focus on your breath and the breath is the most important thing. Okay. Class dismissed. And you light up a cigarette yeah. right in front of everybody. And not just that, but throughout and going back to, to the yoga um, talk that, well, the discussion that we're having is through the, the breath. Like, again, people come to yoga thinking like, oh, I look so peaceful. I'm going to like leave all Zen, you know, and like oftentimes that's not the case, depending on what yoga style, what class you go to, how what's your level and whatnot. Sometimes you can feel enraged. Sometimes you'd be in a pose and the teacher is there just like, okay, breathe for 10, 9, and you're like, oh, my God. You're and describing- you start to feel exactly in, inside. Your brain is just exploding, being like, oh, my fucking God. Like, And it is so hard. Does she not know? And the mosquitoes. And I am going to catch malaria and I'm going to yes, die. Yes. And my ankles. And like, oh, I just did leg day yesterday. Like, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. your head goes crazy, right? And again, these are the moments where if you connect with your breath, it is revealed to you what is your tendency in a given situation in life. Because yoga is like it puts you through the through different scenarios, so to speak. So like your yoga mat is symbolic of your life. Mm. And on this mat, you are going to experience things. You're going to yin yoga, for example, which is a, a very different take than the vinyasa that I'm so used to. In yin yoga, you hold poses for Anywhere between two minutes to 15 minutes. 15 minutes in the yoga pose? Yeah, boss. Is it, yes, um, people pay for this. Savasana? No, you wish. <laughs> no, you wish. But actually, Shavasana is Shavasana. One of, Shavasana is one of the toughest poses for some people because the mind never goes to sleep. And so for people who are in very high like managerial positions, they don't know how to relax and receive. They are in a very alpha masculine state of, of, of being. And they don't know how to receive. So uh, going back to what I was saying, this is an analogy for your life. So the yoga practice, and again, to like skydiving, surfing, diving probably as well, which is on my bucket list. Ooh, oh, maybe yes. we'll have to go gonna, check it out. Gotta go find Nemo. Maybe next weekend. <laughs> find Nemo. <laughs> the turtle, yeah. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. yeah, it's a beautiful practice. But again, the connection is through the breath and for self-awareness. For what? Just to, to know who the hell you are, you know, and what is your character. And can I just say, when you were describing that situation where the person might be cursing the instructor, like, <laughs> do you not know that I just had leg day? Can she not see that I can't bend down and touch my toes? Exactly. Oh, is, is she doing this because she's my girlfriend and this is my second yoga class? You were exactly describing me when I first started doing yoga and you were leading me Wonderful. because I was like, seriously like why are you why are you forcing me to do this why are you making me do this this is hard don't you know i'm a beginner like how dare you and i started catching myself and i was like <gasps> wow Aha. that's a beautiful this, big ego yeah, yeah yeah this is a part of the practice and i had i had only come to that realization because someone had introduced me aka you had told me that <laughs> thank you very much hmm yeah, you had told me that uh, you know yoga is so much more. It's a lifestyle. It's a it's a way of being. It's a perspective. Yes. 
And it was only then that I kind of like in that moment caught myself and said, oh, maybe this is a test. And you probably had no idea, just as the waves had no idea that the surfer is in the water. Mm -hmm. The surfer can blame the waves and say, these these waves are crashing. These waves are so strong. Like, uh, it's not that I'm a bad surfer. It's that those waves Mm -hmm. aren't treating me right today. They have something against me. Mm -hmm. It's not that. I don't know what I'm doing in my job. It's that my boss doesn't recognize me. Yeah. It's not that. Uh, it's not that I'm not doing my job in the relationship. Is that my my girlfriend doesn't see how much I care about her? Exactly. Yeah. It's all of these things, and it's just by being self-aware and and realizing how much we think about ourselves, and how that doesn't serve us at all. Yeah, absolutely. So the practice of yoga is shedding the ego. Right, the ego is the mind, and the the ego fears death. What does yoga mean? It means union. It, oh. Yes, it it comes from yug, y-u-g, and it means union. And union of what? Well, it has so many different takes. It's union of mind, body, spirit. Union of the divine with you know with the world. Union of Shiva and Shakti. If you are on a tantric path. Um, You're like masculine and feminine. Masculine and feminine polarities, mm. dualities. So it is. It is the. Yeah, it is the. Yin and yang. The yin, well, yes, duality, yin and yang, masculine, okay. yes, positive and, and negative. So mm. duality, basically, binary, right? White and, and black. Yoga, and yoga says, yes, correct, you're, you've got it. And yoga says, no, all is one. You know, if you connect with your breath, uh, you can you can train or challenge your mind. You can, through your breath, like I remember when I was in Koh Samui, I had a, a motorbike accident. And thank goodness that I had the practice of yoga that the moment, because I was alone and I fell and I, I skidded on the road. I didn't crash into anything. And when I was down on the floor, I was so composed. It even like now thinking about it, I'm like, whoa, like that was a yogi moment at its best mm. because I became absolutely aware in that moment of my breath first and foremost. Mm. And I'm like, okay, I'm alive. Maybe I should turn this motorbike off. And I reached and I turned it off, even though I was like lopsided, you know. And, yeah, yeah. And, um, and then I looked back and I was like, okay, no cars are coming. Therefore, my skull will not be crushed. Okay, I'm fine. And I continued to breathe deeply. And through breathing deeply, I can slow down my heart rate, mm-hmm. right? Because the shallower you breathe, the more anxiety you bring to yourself, right? So I slowed down my breath super deep inhales even slower exhales i moved like some people the locals there the the thai people helped me off the road and they brought me some water and then of course it was painful and all but i was able to be present throughout the whole experience i not once went into panic or like oh my god or nothing not Mm. at all i was so aware of what steps i needed to take okay now i need to sit i need to step out of the road I need to, you know, they called an ambulance for me. And it's funny. Thankfully. Cause, yeah, because I thought that someone else had had an accident. And I'm like, whoa, it's a very accidental day today. And mm. they're like, no, no, this one's for you. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh I felt like royalty. Like, oh, thank you. My first time on, on an ambulance. And uh, yeah, first but time I've again, ever paid this much for a cab ride. But again, oh, thank goodness I had insurance. Mm. But again, it was that awareness. So again, union, union of like how to work and how to maximize a life hack, even if you wish, you know, how to maximize your vitality um, through your body, through your mind. So, yeah, I invite you to explore yoga. You know that right now it's very happening and, you know, hashtag yoga here and there. A lot of beautiful yogis on Instagram. But what you see there is only a tiny 
speck of what the practice really is, which is to dive deep into the mind and the conditionings that we have and to evolve beyond the ego. I think the first time that I actually used anything that I learned from college was laying in the hospital after I had gotten into my own car accident. <laughs> and I shattered my right humerus, my right upper arm into five pieces. I bet it wasn't humerus. It was not humorous. <laughs> Nobody was laughing. But here's here's the hilarious part of the story is I had remembered as a psychology student that the the way that you um, you can force yourself to feel different feelings. Mm -hmm. So if you want to feel happiness, you can smile. And more than likely, you will start to... Like laughter yoga. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, you can start to make yourself feel different things. So as I'm laying there on this on this bed... My arm had um, basically the the bicep had torn off of the nice. of the bone, and the bones were just laying in my arm like bone stew, you know. And they had to they they bent oh. my arm at the elbow, and they said, "Okay, we have your muscles all balled up because there's nothing to stretch it out right now. Oh my gosh. So we have to pull, you know bend you at the elbow and pull your arm, pull your bicep apart, so we can put a cast on there." So we can like have your arm straightened out relatively so the doctor can go in there and, and piece the bones back together. Wow. And they put, put some um, morphine or whatever you call it in me. And they said, okay, we're, here we go. One. And they started pulling. And I was like, Aah! and I remember looking up at the ceiling and thinking, if I smile, everything's going to be okay. And maybe the drugs hit super hard, but I just remember like smiling as hard as I could and be like, I can control my mood. This is fine. They're here to help. Da, da, da. Everything is okay. Right. And I was just like you, super present. Uh, right. I didn't pass out. Right. I don't know where I was going with that one actually. Um, I, the maybe awareness I just, and the breath and the connection yeah, of yeah, body yeah. and breath and how you can and accidents yeah. and happy happy little accidents as Bob Ross says. Yeah. So, anyways, we started with surfing and evolved into yoga and again, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Mm. How present can you be in life? How much can you bring self awareness? Mm. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. We only have a couple seconds left, so I want to thank y'all for taking the time to listen to Olivia and I. And I'll probably put a little a little trailer at the end of this. But uh, yeah, have a great day. I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you'd like to learn more about Olivia, you can find her at olivia.yoga. She also has her own podcast called Olivia from Bolivia, which is simply anchored anchor.fm slash Olivia from Bolivia. You can also find me on social media at intro to Austin. That's on Twitter and Instagram or find me on Facebook, Austin will man, W I L L M A N. I'd love to hear what you thought about the show, this particular one or the show in general. I'm always keen to hear what my listeners perceive of me and any feedback that I can use to make my show better and make the lives of my listeners better. Until next time, have a great day.